0: Now broadcasting live via Ustream or downloaded directly to your mobile device. BagnumBoard.com presents the Board Boardcast.
1: Oh my goodness, and that is crazy. Why are we friends with me? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm
0: glad I didn't get to I'm, I'm glad your
1: mom is parenting. Uh,
2: you said your <laughs> parents don't listen to this. He just
0: looked at me like, I really should I, I punch him? <laughs>
1: it doesn't work if you're not wearing a mariachi suit. Hello everybody, welcome to Bag and Borecast, episode number 84. I'm Chris. I'm John.
3: I'm Paul. It's a number that you can divide by itself. Hey! Bully? You get two. I didn't know what to say about it.
1: You didn't have to say anything, we never say anything about it.
3: Other than two, and we have two beers to review during this episode, but before we get into that... We're a weekly podcast that brings you four major
1: topics each week. The first being... The Week Can Geek, where we talk about our top nerd news happenings. Then the list, the books we're looking forward to the
2: 26th, right? 25th, I think. 25th, I believe. Is it 25th? Yeah. I don't know.
1: I'm pretty sure 25th.
2: Today's the 22nd?
3: Wednesday of next Wednesday. Wednesday
2: Wednesday of this week.
3: Wednesday of this week. The books we're looking forward to. And then we have a rotating main topic. This week we're discussing the artists that we will follow no matter where they go, because they're they are the reason we read those books. Then our movie fix,
1: which
2: is it is Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides. The
3: Was Jeffrey Rush
1: Stranger, Stranger Tides. Tides on Stranger Tides.
2: No.
3: The Jeffrey Rush film film. <laughs> Jeffrey Rush is a shit. <laughs> he is. Yes, he is. But, but it's still the Johnny Depp, helm film, right? Possibly. Yeah. But uh, but before we get on to Stranger Tides, we got to drink some Stranger brews. And the brew that is most strange is one that I brought. It is from the Ithaca Brewing Company. It is from their Excelsior line, Happily named except this one falls in its face. It's a 12th 12th anniversary ale.
1: This is decelsier because it's lame, and I don't like it. It's horrible. Is
3: that the one we just drank? Yes. 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 Producer Scott's
1: back on for this special segment, too. (laughs) Absolutely horrible. It's just not good.
3: It's syrupy, and it's nutty, but unfortunately, all that nut grape brown ale flavor that you think you're going to get is is masked by all the sugary, syrupy horribleness in this beer. That's a good aftertaste. So that coffee bite at the end, I like after say good.
1: And I disagree. After
3: a while, <laughs> I think like the it. best part
1: of the aftertaste is when it goes away. Yeah, uh, it's this is the like one of the first beers besides the pizza beer a couple of weeks ago uh-huh. that makes me cringe when I uh, drink yeah.
2: it. it. It's it is really bad. And Ithaca, I mean Ithaca makes like my favorite beer, which is Flower Power. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like, all right, I'll I'll give them
0: this crap beer because they make such a good beer and flower power. Remember when we used to try the beers in the tiny little cups? <laughs> yes, <laughs> that would have been a really good idea for this one. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Gone are the days. Yeah,
0: that the one little, was just like out glasses.
3: Like, we're like, we'll finish it no matter what it is. Yeah. And we...
1: I feel like I keep drinking it, but my glass doesn't get any lower. Gonna go You're to just spreading beer. it around. It's just bad. I didn't
3: know this would come from Ithaca, though. Like we would not expect this from Ithaca. No, no. They're having at all. problems with their supply of their normal beers. Like the Flower Power right now is really hard to find. Uh, their standard, uh, you know, six packs. Ithaca. The They're just not out on the shelves. These uh, Excelsior large, um, pint and. 9.4 fluid ounce bottles, 750 milliliter bottles, are like the only thing from Ithaca I can
2: find on the store shelves right now.
1: Stop making the anniversary Ithaca, that's part of your problem.
0: <laughs>
2: I was able, I was up in Canadagua, which is in the Finger Lakes, close to Ithaca, and they had flower power. They had all their varieties. Yeah. Um, Fortunately in this area. Yeah. Just can't order them. Can't get and, them in. Uh, they, we went to a beer tasting yesterday, Chris and myself, and they were like super late showing up. Like they showed up like an hour before... The event was going to be an hour and a half before the event was going to be over.
1: No, not that late. No, they, they showed up probably like 45 minutes after it started.
2: No, because we were
1: already. It was a
3: really short event. It was only two hours long.
1: It was four hours long,
3: but
2: I
1: mean, we were. <laughs> yeah, it went from one to five. We were
2: already about to get. We are about to get going. It was after four when they came in and put no, up. No, not at all.
1: Uh, you, you don't know your time because we left before it ended. But
2: that's an interesting discussion.
3: <laughs> you still <paying laughs> To for... all the people that weren't there at the tasting and won't have been there. Yes. Willn't Will- Will- have been Will-
1: there? <laughs> Someone who isn't with us anymore, Let's uh, get right into
3: the Weekend in Geek. Top story of the week.
0: <laughs> Are you. Pomp
1: and Circumstance? Pomp and Circumstance. It
0: was Macho song. Really?
1: Yes. Macho Man Randy Savage. Jim guy. Snapping into the Jim, no more. What What's
0: his real name? Is it George?
1: I don't, I, I don't know his real name. The only... Poffo.
0: It was Poffo, for sure. A wrestler whose his
1: real name, name, name I know is Terry.
3: Terry Balea. Also. Yeah. But that's why we brought you on the show again, Scott. That's oh, right. You are the wrestling man. You own his rap. CD.
1: I do. Scott has the only copy in existence.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do. What was it called? Respect back
1: or something? I don't remember. Bad I don't know what I'm thinking about.
0: Bad romance. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get you guys a copy of that. <laughs> <laughs> not not necessary. Uh, I also have Hulk Hogan's CD, so. I've got well, it's because you want to be Hulkomania. I've got. I am a Hulkamaniac. <laughs> I have fun with my family and
1: friends. (laughs) I believe
3: that you joined an anonymous group.
0: Oh, Maniacs Anonymous. That's right. I still need to make that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, unfortunately, uh, Macho Man Randy Savage, dead at what was he? Fifty-eight. 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 Died in a car crash.
3: Might have had uh, something to do with uh, heart attack while driving. It yeah. lead to the crash.
1: There's all those free Slim Jims he got.
3: <laughs> this things are gross. What? I, that I, I, I will
1: be eating one in his honor within the next day, though.
3: Oh, we should have done that. Yeah, we should have all snapped into a Slim Jim.
2: No, after that horrible beer, like,
0: I don't want to put anything bad, bad into my my. First body. of all, Slim Jims are not terrible. If you go out on a road trip, what else are you going to buy?
1: Yeah. That's quality, mechanically separated meat right there.
0: <laughs> that is pork and beef and it's
2: spices. and it's just acid indigestion <laughs> waiting. Like, why would you do that in a car ride? Because then all you're gonna be like,
0: oh, Randall. You know, the whole day. You're gonna Randall be like, is cool. his name. Randy. Randy. Yes. Papo <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he went by Randall though. He did not. Macho Man Randall Papo. Doesn't doesn't work. Uh, you know what is uh, is this horrible to say now that he's no. dead? I hated Macho Man Randy Savage. <laughs> he was a boring wrestler. He was a
3: heel. Right? He
0: never he never dressed up for the shows at all either. Uh, well, are we being sarcastic? <laughs> <laughs> he uh, as a wrestler, he was boring. As as a speaker, he was entertaining. But then you'd get into the ring with Macho Man Randy Savage, and he puts you in a headlock. And the finishing move—the elbow off the turnbuckle—what? What what is that? I understand you weren't allowed to go off the turnbuckle at certain points in wrestling, but that was a boring move. I mean, it had none of the flair like a leg drop did (laughs) to (laughs) it. Are are lines just being drawn because you were a bigger Hulkamaniac? I don't think so. There was, a, there was a WrestleMania with Hulk Hogan versus Macho Man Randy Savage where it had to have been a 25-minute match, and 20 minutes of it was a headlock. <laughs> I, I, I'm serious. I can't watch that. It's boring.
3: Well, you can't have him lifting up a 300-pound man above his
0: head every time. What? Well, Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan? Yeah. The, you, did you know he went by the spider? Who? Macho which, Man which Randall. Person? Randall Poffo? <laughs> he went by the spider for a while. And the spider. Yeah. Really?
1: No, not the human spider. <laughs> no. Just the spider. No, I, th- I thing. think
0: this is afterwards, if I'm not correct. I have no idea. I think it was afterwards based on the uh, Spider-Man thing, or am I wrong?
3: Uh, The Spider-Man thing was when he was
0: Bonesaw. And oh, he was yeah. Bro- Well, yeah, 80. I know, but you gotta go with... Oh, no, no, his first wrestling character. Was similar to Spider Man. Here you
1: go. His uncle was shot.
0: <laughs>
3: uh, he didn't stop the criminal that was taking the money. Aww. From the you
2: know hype man. Hike the show. Well he did stop him. We just got him in a headlock for twenty five minutes mm-hmm. and people said you're boring and he pouted and
0: walked away. Yeah. So he's he's dead. That's really sad. It is, it is he's sad, he's with Miss Elizabeth. Aww, and Mr. Perfect, hey. and Mr. Perfect, they have, they're very happy together. Miss Elizabeth, who was Queen
3: Elizabeth for a while
0: of if England. No, no, <laughs> she started going
3: by Queen Elizabeth, didn't she? Um, I don't know. We could check. It's I brought, we brought you on because you're the wrestling guy. Are we
0: talking about Hulk Hogan? No.
2: Well then, no. <laughs> uh, you are the guy that gets all like the Xbox wrestling games. I do. <laughs> I I, uh, I totally do. WWE,
0: like, uh... Legacy? Legends? Legends? I can't get it. I'm not gonna buy it. Uh, Who's listening? Um, THQ, who makes these? THQ. THQ, listen to me. I need old wrestlers in a wrestling sim. I don't want this arcade crap. I want a wrestling sim, like SmackDown vs. Raw with the old wrestlers in it, please, I don't want to have to create a wrestler to be Hulk Hogan against Hitler. Like <laughs> <laughs> I always is do.
1: A, is that an option in the game? <laughs> <laughs> I'm suddenly intrigued.
0: My creator wrestlers, there's there's the go-to wrestlers that you always make. You always make you make the Jesus, you make the Hitler, you make you make the goods and the evils, and then we <laughs> put it against each other. You make the Mother
3: Teresa's. The the Mother I have I Joseph literally Stalin's.
0: if we if we started up my PlayStation Two downstairs, not only would we have Gandhi, <laughs> you have but the mustache make, man <laughs> the vo- versus the unmustache man. <laughs> we would we would have Gandhi, Hitler, Superman, Jesus, the good and the bad. <laughs> Wait, who's bad in that? Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, I didn't,
2: I didn't, we always keep forgetting that Paul's the racist of the group. Gandhi. I didn't hear
3: Hitler. I heard Gandhi, Superman, Jesus. Jesus. Well, who,
1: who else do you have as, like, a bad character? Because like, yeah. like, you've just you got Hitler, Hitler. And we threw in Well, And, Stalin. and how, do you, how do you have the, the, the British, British Empire Man. as Gandhi's, like, arch foe?
3: And how do you not have Winston Churchill? Can model them after like Yuko go Zuma. I no. Yuko Ono.
0: I have a no. Yuko
1: y- Yoko Yoko Yoko. is Some. <laughs> 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 yeah.
3: He would just her fights would be boring. <laughs> That's what you were gonna say though. No. You, bought, you stopped yourself. I stopped myself and I got it right. I, so I was just finishing your sentence for you. No. <laughs> you finished it wrong. I finished it correctly. <laughs> her fights would be boring because they would end with you climbing up a ladder, the reading, and then getting it back.
0: Number nine. For people that don't know, that's how John and Yoko met. <laughs> <laughs> oh, pop and circumstance. That's, that's pop a and thing. circumstance.
1: Yeah. I'm sure I never knew the name of that song. It's pop and circumstance. I never knew it.
3: Yeah. You Graduated, correct?
1: Yes. Two, but not from For a song. music
3: college, apparently. Yep.
1: <laughs> pop and circumstance. That, I've never been in a situation where that names come up before today. Not Elgar.
3: It would be in the, when you went to your graduation, it would be in the program.
1: I was too busy sitting there being like, how much longer for this thing to be over? <laughs> how much longer before I get a program. program off and reveal so, my nakedness? <laughs> <laughs> so
0: he didn't read the program?
1: I don't, even, I don't think we got programs. We did programs. We were just sitting there. We got programs. Yeah. More it was times. <laughs> between,
0: like, you guys went Mark... to the ghetto school in hammered.
2: <laughs> Mark Wisher and uh, Katie, uh, the fat girl. Again, oh. interesting Katie, Katie the fat girl. They
1: really didn't go by alphabetical order.
0: The <laughs> worm didn't sound like uh, it. She was valedictorian, <laughs> Katie the fat girl. Uh. she
2: was called her Big Worm. <laughs>
0: big
2: Worm? That's
0: horrible. I don't know if you know this. Macho Man Randy Savage, valedictorian of Yale. Really? 1974. Wow. I need that Yeah, I know. am like, wow. What's they <laughs> graduating a g- degree with? Yeah, how, what do you Rapping major in?
1: in. <laughs> Sunglasses, actually. I think uh, arm tassels, meat maybe as processing. well. Processing. Oh my god, I need a slim jim now. And from like just kind of swirling this beer around in my cup, it looks just like chocolate milk now that you've added way too much syrup to.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So he did attend Southern Illinois University
0: and graduated in 1971.
3: Yeah, well, show me the birth certificate.
0: <laughs> Paul's a birther. Oh.
3: Thought that was funny, Illinois. <laughs>
0: I didn't. It's uh, just not good. <laughs> no, it's not. It's horrible. Uh, talking, about, talking about the beard, not Paul's jokes. Which, which are, are also true, though. Those, also, naked. yeah. By the way, uh, Elizabeth, Miss Elizabeth,
3: mm-hmm.
0: was... Um, You know, found dead (laughs) at the home of professional wrestler Lex Luthor. Lex Lex Luger. Luger. Excuse me. Lex Luger. Shot to death. Ironically. uh, Who is a a Park native. Yes. Yes. With a a Magnum. Wow. Did not know. Savage had no animosity towards Luger. No. Nope.
3: Guess happiness is a warm gun. That's. What is with the Beatles (laughs) references today? (laughs) I've, we've made two so far. Let's keep going. Huh. I'm waiting for them to sue us.
0: The Beatles? Yes. Yeah, that won't take very long. No, it wouldn't. On the morning of May 20th. Well, Guys, this just happened. Yeah. No, I know. I'm just being a dick. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: right, right before the rapture.
0: Are we done talking about Macho Man, Randy Savage? I feel like a zombie today.
1: Well, yeah, no. I think there's something
0: to this. You kind had a late, late night. The rapture thing? Yeah. I'm well, zombie like. Right before then,
3: on May 16th, the Center for Disease Control, yes, that Center for Disease Control. The CDC? The CDC. That one? Posted on their uh, website, cdc.gov, preparedness awareness for the zombie apocalypse. They did not.
1: They did too. They, they actually did. I saw this on CNN. That's pretty cool. And uh, I will corroborate that story.
3: You know, it, it's basically preparedness for any emergency emergency situation. It's just uh, kind of fading, But it is still fun that they put it up. Though I can't really uh, attest to believing the guy that wrote this post that works for the CDC because he said one of his favorite zombie movies was Resident Evil. Ooh, The first one?
2: They just get worse from there. Yeah, I think
3: that's I think arguably this, the best one. Really? I think the second one, because it's in Raccoon City, is a little bit more fan The first one
1: was... Raccoon no. City too though it was like the mansion it, was, it was
3: outside. Mansion. Of it. Yeah, they're in the mansion below the mansion though. It's kind of.
0: It was called "Be a Man." <laughs> <laughs> that was the name of the uh, rap. song. <laughs> that's uh, the rap album that. <laughs> See, that's, that's, that's... that's it. He's got that a was on. that was his song uh, aimed at Hogan. Okay. Be a man. Uh. Back to the CDC in zombie apocalypse. <laughs> uh, to be a man that
3: is per- fully prepared for the zombie apocalypse, you know, they say, uh, get an emergency kit together, and they have st- what you would need. Uh,
1: I hope it's full of Slim Jims, because I know, I know mine is Slim Jims and Tilt.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, they also say, pick a place for your family to meet up, one area close to your house to your home, and one area close that you would meet family members that are away from the house. So near the school if you have kids, your business, or work if, you know, you're gonna meet your family. Oh, no, you don't
1: go towards the school. That's where all the little zombies are gonna be. Dude, Dude, those suckers are vicious.
3: To meet your children there as the new outbreak starts. Like, as soon as you hear news, you have a place away from the school, but somewhat close for a little Jimmy, to get to, Mm. that you will pick him up at. And then... So you have different locations that you agree as a family to meet, have an evacuation plan, you know, have a route mapped out, how uh, you yeah. would go. So if you never pick them up, that they'll start walking the same route you would. So hopefully okay. you'll meet up later. So to but act as bait, is, work, pretty much, <laughs> is why you leave them to yeah. walk alone, right? Plan your evacuation route. Uh, when zombies are hungry, they won't stop to get food. Weird. Which means that you need to get out of town fast. I'm reading directly from the CDC website. Uh, aim
1: for the head should be another one.
3: Uh, they never mention firearms or actually shooting zombies. Well, then it can some people have taken his, uh, some people have taken offense to uh, because one at least when I posted this on my Facebook, people said, "What crap! They don't even mention firearms." Yeah.
1: Well, oh. it's probably because the CDC doesn't want people like storming like sporting goods stores because they want to go get all those weapons <laughs> for themselves.
3: Ooh, uh, no, correct. they actually say that they have a plan for researching and trying to cure the disease. Uh, they it's the last section. never fe- under the heading "never fear." CDC is ready. <laughs> They've been reanimating corpses
0: for years, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: just like Lattice. Lattice.
1: Portal um, jokes. Portal, Portal jokes. jokes. Carryovers from last week. Mm
3: -hmm. But I thought that was pretty funny Pretty cool And also it's a good read just to be uh, To get a plan together for whatever You might need Hurricanes, power outage Here, blizzards, snowstorms
1: Also, um, don't use the (laughs) Z-word The final (laughs) one that they wrapped up
3: with Uh, yes No. No No
1: No No What else we got for news?
3: Uh, if you're looking at me, Gotham City Impostors is going to be released from... Uh, what studio well, is making gonna, it?
1: It's going to be published by Warner Brothers. It's going to be a downloadable yes. arcade game.
3: But it's not being, It's produced by Monolith, who also did... Oh, I'm forgetting what shooter. It's a first-person shooter game that you're playing as an imposter of either Batman, basically, or the Joker. You're creating your own character. You're not one of the superheroes, but you're running through the Gotham City world uh, shooting people, either as a hero or as a villain, which could be fun, but I'm thinking it's just a cash grab, and I'm not really looking well, for it. It, It's multiplayer.
1: Supposedly it's been like one of those things, like, they've wanted to do like a first-person like, shooter in the Batman universe for a mm-hmm. while, and this is like the only way they can actually get it done where like people that kind of idolize and follow the Joker mm-hmm. are like terrorizing the city so upstanding citizens be like we're gonna dress up like Batman yeah. and fight back kind of type thing Um, almost like a Team Fortress kind of feel to it I think
3: yeah that's what they kind of uh, yeah. it's multiplayer I don't know if it's gonna be Team Fortress like Capture the Flag yeah. probably not since it's it would be hard to do, I wouldn't guess, but I maybe. Don't know.
1: could could be possible. I don't know, this kind of piqued my interest, it's going to depend on how much it is mm-hmm. to download, but it's something I might get the trial game for, because I'm not a big shooter kind of guy.
2: Yeah. It seems like just playing the demo would be good enough, you, yeah. probably, you don't
1: need to buy it. Also, in uh, Batman-related news, we got our first look as, at uh, Tom Hardy as Bane this past week.
2: Oh, not only did you get it, but they um, put up the website, uh, The Dark Knight Rises, which was just a blank black screen mm-hmm. which you heard chanting on. And if you clicked on it, you were able to download a soundbite. And when you watch that soundbite.
3: Listen to the soundbite?
2: Or is you, there a video? Included? There's, I mean, it's, you know, you watch the. You can watch the, you know, you watch it, and it's like the music, you know, that's going up and down. You you see the the, waveform view. Mm -hmm. The waveform view. Thank you. And in that, it says at uh, the fire rises, Mm. and if you go to that, that's where you got the first image on the Twitter. For Bane. For Bane. Cool. For what? For the Dark Knight Rises, the new Batman movie. Oh, excellent. So I. Again, they're starting their viral uh, Mm -hmm. campaign up.
3: Which I think they've been pretty uh,
2: successful at. And also, if you follow it, you're usually rewarded with something cool.
3: Like last time, you got to see the movie for free a whole week or two weeks before the movie was released. And also, they had fun events. The Batman uh, uh, lights being put on uh, in cities. I think there was four or five in the United States. Uh, also in North, you know, throughout North America, Toronto was one of the cities. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, doing the things like...
0: The uh, big scavenger hunts.
3: And also doing things for the Joker, like uh, jumping on balloons to get clues and stuff like that. Domino's Pizza becoming
1: Gotham City Pizza. It's a cool, They're like, big the, events, the alternate you know? reality game mm-hmm. stuff. It, it's pretty cool. It is fun. Like, as a fan, it's something I like to see them doing, like, mm-hmm. to drum up interest.
3: Like, I signed up, and I actually got a call from the campaign to uh, for Harvard Dent. Dent. And they asked me a series of questions whether or not if I had learned that he was, like, uh, went to for mental health, a uh, mental institution, if that would sway my vote or not, you know. So it was like an actual campaign call. And it's fun. You know, you sign up and put in your phone number, and
2: then randomly you get calls. So. peace.
3: Um, that's There's some, some
0: more news there. is
2: uh, a couple more actors and actresses joined um the big name out of them was uh Matthew Modine joined what? the cast of The Dark Knight Rises mm. which is just starting production who's he? uh Matthew Modine probably his biggest movie was um Full Metal Jacket the, and who uh, was he in? he was Man. the main star in that um the writer? Think. The guy with the piece? Yeah. I can't think of his name. Yeah, I don't
3: know anymore.
1: Yeah, Joking, I haven't seen a movie in years.
2: Jokester. Jokey. McJokester. But, yeah, uh, get really quiet on the recorder.
3: Yeah. That's
0: that's, that's <laughs> great.
2: That's, uh, that'll yeah, be fun. But he's, he was uh, just joined the cast. No word no. on who? Who no. will be playing? Of course and, not. Tight-lipped on everything. Any, any uh, guests?
0: I have I guess? nothing,
3: no. I'm guessing news reporter. <laughs> just just because.
1: Or... I agree. <laughs> <laughs> One topic. That's. I, I thought I had more news stuff, too, but I can't remember any of it. Hey.
2: News is news. News is news. Except hey. when it's not. Except when it's not.
3: And what also is new is new books coming out this week. This very Wednesday. Get to your shop. Pick them up. Get to your shop.
2: Pick up books. Like what John, What John's picking up. Like what I'm picking up, which last week I gave Paul money for, because I know that he's going to get there on Wednesday, and mm-hmm. I'm not going to be able to, and that's to pick up number three of Zombie from DC. Mm-hmm. Uh, we reviewed it two months ago, and I just really dig this book. Written um, by John Rosam. Yep. And, uh cover
3: by Frasier Irving. There you go. All
2: right. Paul knows my shit for me.
3: <laughs> just just in case you, listeners you were wondering, Frasier Irving is
2: actually a pretty good artist. He's yeah, he's, he's doing a really good mm-hmm. job. And I just, I really dig this
1: book. I can't wait. It's added to my previews pull list from now on. Yeah, I still haven't read the second one. I don't know, I, I enjoyed the first one, but mm-hmm. not enough to go all into it.
3: <laughs> i mean much like I'm also into another book that we reviewed for the podcast, Sigil, also on number three, is coming out this week, written by Mark Wade, uh, You know, it's it's a different book, and I'm glad that I'm not just reading the standard superhero affair, especially out of Marvel. Unfortunately, they're only giving it the four issues. It's a four-issue miniseries now. It's no longer an ongoing, much like Roots.
1: Um, so, as far as I know, it was always a miniseries from the beginning. Really? That's I, what they're they're doing with the cross-gen stuff. See, I wasn't sure because on the book it doesn't say one of four mm-hmm.
3: when the first book came out. And then suddenly when I was reading the solicitations on Marvel's websites, it suddenly became like one of four.
1: Because I think they're doing the, the same thing with an upcoming Mystic book, which was also mm-hmm. one of the cross-gen properties by um, Ron Myers. Creator of I Indeed. One of my favorite Green Lantern writers. Mm-hmm.
3: And also, supporter of uh, not the build a statue of RoboCop in Detroit, <laughs> really? but give money to the Harvest the, the Harvest Foundation inside of Detroit. He wanted uh, he, he started his own Kickstarter campaign to give money to a uh, basically food shelter in Detroit. Instead, hmm. it's like what, why would we do this if we can do this to build a statue of RoboCop? Let's actually give something money to a place that matters and we'll do some good
1: You saying robocop doesn't do good
3: i'm saying a statue of robocop doesn't do much
1: good black is a symbol <laughs> an idea an idea <laughs> more than a man what's, what's more powerful than the symbol i'll tell you what this week's green lantern books <laughs> really <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> how i'm turning it around segue into good. myself good on you. um
3: I I thought I left it open with the Ron Martz being being, uh, the writer of Ion.
1: No, that's how how I go back to it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I just like how Paul put his head down for that.
3: Set? No, no, I'll wait for the next one, Paul. I'll wait for the next one.
1: I'll handle this. Um, (laughs) I've really been enjoying the Green Lantern books. I always have, um, especially when they do these little mini-events where they're all tied in together. Um... When I went out to look at the DC solicitations, I just saw that wall of Green Lantern stuff coming out, because you've got Green Lantern, you've got Green Lantern Corps, you've got Emerald Knights, mm-hmm. or I'm sorry, Emerald Warriors. Um, then you've got the new Green Lantern Corps hardcover coming out as well. majority of my money is going towards Green Lantern books this week, so how could I pick something else?
3: A lot of green going down on the Green Lantern. Green's
1: going on green.
0: <sighs> my bad
1: what? Yes, you say, what a crime what a, what a crime And what also is a crime is how Some artists have stolen our hearts And our attention mm-hmm.
0: I've nice Authority, to you, Paul That's
3: a nice segue Thank you. Our main topic is, these are the artists That we will follow No matter what book they go on to You know, they start a series And we're like, okay I gotta see it through um, Because there's artists that I love But I just can't follow Everywhere, mm-hmm. um, Mick Niven is one of those artists. Yeah, that man. I really wish I could, but I'm sorry. I can't go. I can't go follow you to Nemesis.
1: Yeah,
3: you're going a place that I cannot follow. It That's what Mark Millar. <laughs> um, but we've picked out, I believe, three three creators each. There pro- might be, and probably will be, some overlap.
1: I I don't know. Um, I think mine are kind of under the radar artists almost.
3: Huh. I think, I think mine as well. I think mine are big names. For one. They're all... Well, there's two that are kind of similar in art style. One is, you know, definitely comic book superhero, you know, standard fare artists. And I guess I'll start off with him, and I don't think it's a surprise. He's the reason why I jumped back to the Fantastic Four and jumped back over to Marvel after you left DC, and that's Dale Eaglesham. You know, ever since uh, his work on the Villains United, and then his also his... What really got me into him was his work on j s a, so from then on, I'm like, this guy draws superhero characters heroically, you know they're they're big characters, but also he's able to get the younger characters to look younger.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: you know it's not you know a twelve year old that looks like she's twenty three it's not a eleven year old that looks like she's fully developed and is also a stripper. Um, which is one of those things that happen with a lot of comic book artists today. Um, when he jumped on Fantastic Four, some people said that, you know, can't that he made Reed Richards look too bulky. But he's an adventurer and he's also malleable.
0: Yeah. So
3: why not? Why wouldn't he look yeah. tough and pretty? And I, I enjoy him. I, you know, he makes. Not everybody's huge because, you know, you look at his weather wizard. That he did for Villains United, you know I absolutely adore his uh, his Star Girl, you know I'll say it,
0: <laughs>
3: yeah, I, and that is why I will follow this
2: uh, comic book creator wherever he goes. Good, pick. yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, mine is uh, another a guy that I'll follow, and it started with Green Lantern Rebirth, and that's Ethan Van Sciver. And it, what's great is he doesn't do a lot of work, but when he does do perfect it, perfect for you. I, exactly, when he does do it, I am I'm really glad to see his take on stuff. Mm-hmm. I do really enjoy it. Uh, the sketch yeah. that he did of Black Adam is one of my prized possessions that I do own, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I I really like him. I like his style, you know, in Flash Rebirth and even after after. Um, Rebirth, I went back and got some of the uh, when he was on X-Men mm-hmm. and some of his Flash stuff, too, that I actually was already getting.
0: Yes. I'd already with, gotten.
2: Started with the big two with uh, Impulse.
3: Yeah. yeah, he did a lot of Impulse. Where he was kind of doing more of a um, a loose style than he does now. I'm tr- trying to remember what artist he was. Humberto Ramos, he was almost... Yeah. I think he came on the book right after him.
1: I believe so, yeah.
3: So he was kind of doing, like, almost aping that style. And I think he's really coming to his own recently, yeah. especially with that Green Lantern work. Yeah. Uh, have you ever thought of trying to
2: pick up his uh, Cyber Frog book? No. <laughs> it does not. That doesn't interest me. I remember those, like, I remember those back in the day. Like, uh, the the Ninja Frogs. And I remember seeing that in the comic book shops and almost Cyber picking Frog. it up.
1: Yeah. 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 I don't think Cyber Frog's ever really been. I think it
3: did get a published though. indie release that would be really difficult to find I'm not sure though I just remember seeing Robot I think, I think it's going to release again or trying to get published again actually it's going to see the light of day soon I yeah. believe
2: yeah. I'm talking about back in the 90s though mm-hmm. but I remember seeing it in comic book shops. which I kind of think it might have actually got published uh-huh. it might have been published I'm trying to get the sound level up yeah. Who knows? I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I remember weird things. True.
3: <laughs> and you remember things were wrong also. Yes. Well, yeah. So does
2: Paul, though.
1: Truth. Yes, that's true. <laughs> well, one of the artists that I actually really enjoy, and it's kind of going back to one of my favorite books, Robin, and he's one of my favorite Robin artists, is actually Pete Woods. He um, does a lot more DC stuff than anything else. Most of for, like his uh, Superman stuff, he worked on Robin for a while like right during those kind of formative years of Robin um, just a great energetic youthful style honestly um, part of the whole reasons I picked up the Amazon's Attack miniseries from DC Comics because it wasn't just um, written by a writer I really liked uh, Will Pfeiffer but it was art by Pete Woods mm-hmm. and I was like he hasn't done a DC book in like a year I'm on board for this since then um, he's done a lot of Kind of smaller stories He's um, Contributed stuff To like the holiday specials Yes um, He did One of the uh, tales Of the uh, Sinestro Corps book, back and Like Blackest Night Did he do Was it Crip
0: that he did Or
1: um, was that No he did I'm sorry That's, that, that's Ethan
0: Van
3: Skyward then the Crip Yeah that makes
1: sense
3: Was this the girl With the dogs
1: No he did the The Soda Out one Oh, okay. Because it was going back and forth between that story mm-hmm. and another one with Jerry Ordway. Mm-hmm. Um, but I he's just one of those artists, where as soon as I hear his name I'm like it brings back those happy feelings of like sitting there reading Robin.
3: So when you hear that Pete Woods is gonna be on a
1: book. I will grab it. You will get wood? Oh you okay. uh, knew I, I was going there. I I there was set up It was a little bit of a
3: bad delivery. <laughs> You will Paul. grab that wood Paul. and strangle it. <laughs> that, is, <laughs> that was that even worse. Hey, yikes. I, I dove in face first.
1: <laughs> what else do you dive into, Paul? <laughs> uh,
3: this guy is an all-around cartoonist. Uh, his indie work, you've actually got given me his written and uh, drawn work on Batman and also Catwoman. Uh, you know exactly where I'm going. I've picked up Richard Hunter. Richard Richard Stark? Richard I have his book in the other room. Okay, I, 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 I know up. exactly which book you're talking Richard about. Richard Stark the Hunter or something. Yeah. Right? Richard Parker. No, I'm not sure. Yeah. I said a lot of names there and I'm sorry I'll look I'll grab the book in a second. Uh Darwin Cook. You know, DC uh New Frontiers Awesome. It's that great... He can go and work in an era. Like, he will do Kirby-style, boxy fingers, cartooning, and it looks great. But he also has his own very recognizable style. Like, even uh, his work that he does on the side with Jimmy Palmiotti, Last Resort. That very kind of cartooning and fun. The, re- the only reason I was picking up The Spirit back in the day was because it was his artwork. Yeah. And the only reason I would be tempted to pick up the Jonah Hex book is when he's on it. It's just a great, all-around, cartoony, classic style. And a lot of times he only takes projects that fit, that fit that style. And you get really good work because it's a story that he enjoys. And he can tell it because he
2: can tell that he enjoys it because the art. Comes through so well Uh, There's actually an artist that I was thinking about putting on mine But I knew that you're a You are a bigger fan of it And yeah, and it's um, One of the main reasons I started picking up the spirit When uh, it was going at DC Was because of that And I bought a couple of the crossover books between him and Batman Just because, yeah, he gets it All the names were correct Richard,
3: Starks Parker Book one The Hunter (laughs) Uh, Book two is out But, uh I couldn't get them in the right order. It's it right. happens. So, close. It is.
2: Who thought he had three names? Well, was Hunter, Richard Stark.
3: The, who knew it'd Parker, be three names? The Hunter. It's the character's name is Parker. It's the art, the original writer that he's now turned into comic book form was Richard Stark. Who knew it'd be three names? You well, didn't. Four, really. But I mean, like proper. That's names. the title, The Hunter. But I was kind of thinking it was adapted and illustrated by Darwin Cook. And it's, it's a lovely, hard-boiled pulp kind of story. And it is, a, this is a great pulp story. Just right there. Or the artist is great.
2: Yeah. Dames are names. Uh, another writer who kind of falls not exactly writer? in the same, or uh, artist, not in exactly the same vein, but. Um, with the pulp style of Never Nevermen was is a uh, Guy Davis, and um, from Nevermen, uh, the second volume of Nevermen that he did that I got all on issues, mm-hmm. and then I started picking up BPRD. I'm a huge Hellboy fan, and I mean if if uh, Mike Manola isn't going to be doing the artwork for Hellboy or the Hellboy verse, I love seeing. I love seeing uh, Guy Davis do it. I think he gets he gets that look, and he gets the books and um, the other stuff that uh, he has done. I've I've also enjoyed. Uh, he's been around since mm-hmm. the late '90s, so he's worked on many many things. Um, Sandman Mystery Theater being another one that I I do love, and also uh, was uh, did some work in uh, my new favorite and Paul's favorite uh, Starman. Yes, he took uh, uh, he took up when they went to space. Yeah.
1: Hmm. Um, Another artist I'm glad I get a chance to talk about Even though he doesn't do very much comic book work anymore um, Because he's actually a legitimate artist Is James Jean Um, Primarily known for his cover artwork He did the first, I think, like 65 issues of the Fables book Um, He also contributed contributed some sequential stuff For the uh, One Thousand Nights of Snow um, hardcover Original graphic novel but this guy's artwork is amazing. I don't just call him one of my favorite comic artists, but just one of my favorite artists in general. Um, he's done a lot of covers, mostly at DC. He did um, Batgirl covers. He did some Green Arrow covers. A lot of stuff for the Batman family books, too. Mm-hmm. Actually, all the, uh, the trade dress for the war games, war crime stuff, he did all that, oh. too. Um, just beautiful stuff, and he's done a lot of just advertising work, too, for, like, um, Target, Nike. I'm trying to think of everything else he's done. But he has, like, a solid portfolio of work. And the fact that he dabbled in the comic book world for so long just amazes me because this is a guy whose stuff should be hanging in galleries. Mm -hmm. But he loves comics. And seeing his stuff grace fables just made me so happy. And I actually have the book of... um, Fables covers that has every single cover that he did, plus it outlays his creative process for it. It's just a beautiful hardcover like coffee table book that mm-hmm. I'm proud to own. It's just gorgeous.
2: I'd like to take a look at that.
1: I was with you a
2: couple of weeks ago when you bought the prints. Yeah. Like those small prints of it. And you were just we were just looking through those and it's like wow, this is yes, and it's it's it is amazing and then how like reading those books you can see that the cover, you know, it, it signifies what actually is going on in the books or in that storyline. Versus a lot of times with the comic book covers, you're like, "Whoa, this is going to be awesome!" And then you read the book and like, "None of that happened in this book." Yeah. So yeah, it, it's, he is—he's a fantastic artist. Paul,
1: your you know, third—your third round pick.
3: My ah, my third pick, and these aren't in order—one through three, but. Uh, Ah, uh, I'm so in the air because there's two people I really want to mention here. One, you know, kind of is in the same vein as, you know, Darwin Cook, who does a lot more comic book mainstream work right now, who I just recently have come on to enjoying and really liking uh, with his work, and another one that I have been following for a while and have been picking up all, you know, basically everything he's been doing, um... So it's really tough for me to pick just one. So I'm going to mention them both <laughs> just because I'm a cheater. Uh, one is Chris Omni. He's the guy that kind of reminds me a lot of Darwin's Cook style. You know, that he gets an era and he does a pulp comic book work really well. I started really enjoying his work when I was reading The Mighty, which is a fantastic steer- series. He took over the later part of it. Keith Champagne started the series, I believe. Uh, Peter Tomasi read him. Fantastic 12 issue maxi series out of DC continuity but under the DC imprint. If you have a chance to pick that up in the two trades, definitely do. I've heard a lot of great things about his Marvel work with Thor the Mighty Avenger. Um or not the Mighty. Is it Thor the Mighty Avenger or is it the Mighty Thor? It
1: could be I'm, the Mighty Thor.
3: I'm forgetting which is which because I believe The Mighty Event. There's one series that's The Mighty Thor, and one is Thor: The Mighty Avenger, which is still coming out. I'm forgetting which one is which. It's okay. But the other one is Jock, who does a very highly energetic, great use of a splash page. uh, Splash page, a lot of great color work, a lot of great just quick sketchy line, almost visceral kind of storytelling. Does a lot with uh, the page layouts, and that's why I really enjoy him. His cover, his uh, fill-in work uh, during Batwoman, uh, his any of his work on the Losers, up to um, he's done a lot of just fill-in kind of guest artist work since then. But definitely the, the one of the reasons I was picking up the Losers for so
2: long was just because of Jack's artwork. Yeah, I yeah. uh, I like that, Jack's work as well and that actually Mm kind of leads into my third guy which is um, Sean Phillips Mm -hmm. who they have kind of almost the same kind of look with that darker edgier kind of look and uh, I I became a big fan of Ed Brubaker and the two of them work so much together that I just like yeah this guy fits in this kind of world Um, with Incognito, with Sleeper um, some of the Daredevil work that he's done Mm-hmm. and uh Incognito 2 I can't I missed the first part of it but I can't wait for it to come out and trade to to get that mm-hmm. and uh, I guess, I think
1: it's out.
2: Yeah, the trade is finally yeah, out. Yeah. I think it's been, think out. It's been out. Yeah. Cuz I just saw issue Oh yeah, I guess issue 6 came out a little bit ago. So mm-hmm. it probably probably would have come out right after that, knowing Marvel. No, I think the first four issues might have gotten
3: trade traded first, but I'm not sh- quite sure because sure, it's not a series that I really followed because I heard it was sleeper Done again, basically.
1: It's very, it's very much like sleeper mm-hmm. just from like the two issues that I read.
3: It, except it, instead of a good guy going undercover, it's a bad guy that gets put in a, you
1: know.
2: Uh, sleep, the the, uh, the, the, the uh, he gets yeah that's like the first issue and then he's kind of mm-hmm. more on the run trying to solve his problem. But yeah, because he go he can't he can't stick in the witness protection program.
3: That's what I was trying to think of.
2: But uh, yeah, I just like that that darker look. Um, he's done some work on uh, Hellblazer, and uh, I I like that style. I like those kind of stories. So, he works with me. He works with you. For me. For you. I didn't want to say for me. <laughs> well, you do pay him in <laughs> buying the comic. And around roundabout what you do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like to think with, like it's collaborative.
3: Makes sense. There's a vulnerability there. It's... Well, it's collaborative because in between the panels, you make up with the action that goes on. So what is collaborative? It does. It is... It does. And that's what's great about comic book artists. You know? Because they they, they allow space for you to help tell the story.
1: Indeed. Chris, your final one. Do um, you I have
0: two as well? It, it's, 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 Scott a, it's, a, right it's
1: a tough understanding right. comics, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it's a it's a tough call because I have a couple that I've had in my mind. I know. Um, and I
3: I can't believe I limited it to three. What an asshole I am I. Oh, fuck you. We have enough time. Can, you
1: it's, can it, It's tough because I I have to say one of the artists that kind of really got me back into comics, I haven't followed him as much as I'd like to, but his style really kind of defined my taste because i followed artists mm-hmm. since then, would be who you mentioned before, Humberto Ramos. Just right. that really bold, Rames. kinetic style. Mm-hmm. Um, Crimson is one of the books that actually got me back into mm-hmm. comics. Like, I picked up the trays of those at Media Play before, like, mm-hmm. they'd even, like, started to, like, shut down. And I love that. And that cliffhanger style is really what made me be like, wow, comic books are still awesome because that's what really turned me on to stuff like J. Scott Campbell. Mm-hmm. Um, and Scotty, will turn you on. And Scotty Young. <laughs> a lot um, of different girls. Chris Picello. Like, In a dangerous way. Dangerous. girls. Sorry. Um, just, those are the artists that when I see their stuff on the cover, I'm like, this isn't your typical superhero mm-hmm. comic book. Yeah. Um, I want something that's going to be loud, expressive, yeah, and, and just like, sometimes over the top. I, I like that cartoonier look. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't like using that word to describe comic books because I feel like it lessens the art that goes I into really? it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's so hard to define like a Humberto Ramos style without saying like, well, it's really like anime-based, kind of cartoonish. Because you can say energetic, expressive. Because it, it very much is because it's so based off of, and also like that animated style.
3: And one of the main differences between him and a lot of other artists, he defines forms mm-hmm. a lot, a lot more varied. Yeah. There's a lot. There's a varying degree
1: of yeah. forms. Not everyone's like sizes. the same shape or size. Exactly. You, like you see Venom on. A mm-hmm. page He's gonna be like Taking up Half that page. Yeah. He's gonna be A ball pink
3: Mass And meanwhile you're gonna
1: have Spider-Man being That really spindly Like awkward angles mm-hmm. Of like the elbows And like the wrists And stuff Yeah And it just It fits so well And I, I can, Like Attribute him to Kind of defining My current Comic book mm-hmm. Art taste Cause right. I mean I do like that Realistic style That straight up Superhero stuff You get from people Like Jim Lee Or Ivan Rice mm-hmm. But at the same time, man, as soon as I see... yeah. You know, but Jim Lee and
3: Ivan Rice are those guys that put muscles on top of muscles, yeah. and everybody has them. Like, I, I Batman like, looks about the same shape and size as Superman, yeah. and you're like, well, really? Yeah. No, he has a bicep, and then another bicep on top of that bicep, and it's kind and of... And er- everyone's always making fists, Yeah.
1: Like, yeah. I, Humberto Ramos. Yeah. Love him. Yeah. And, but he's one of those artists... He doesn't always do those books that right. I want to pick up, much like you said with Steve McKinnon at the start of this, <laughs> because it's like, oh, he's doing it, but I don't want to buy Wolverine. You're right. you right. Know? I don't want
3: to pick up Old Man Wolverine, even though I've heard great things about it from Neon.
1: It, it, was it was actually good. was a good play mm-hmm. series.
3: That's Millar. I hate Millar. But um, we got a little bit of time. These are artists that we really found and enjoyed, so if you're looking to get into comic books, you know, try these artists out. If you don't understand, like, what makes a good comic book artist, I think each and every one of us, you have nine artists to look at and be and try to figure out what style you like. You know, and it's pretty darn varied. Humberto yeah. Ramos versus a Darwin Cook. You know, and so if you guys had to name three series or books to try out for each of those artists that really come, uh, communicate or communicate. There we go. Mm-hmm. Probably a better word than I was trying to get at. These artists. Which ones would they be? Um, Chris, you're thinking. I threw it upon you. So yeah, I'm gonna. Um, go for- I, I
1: I can go. Do you want me to like yeah. three books for each artist? No, no, one Four. book for each. Oh, one, one book three. for each. Okay. Um, Pete Woods, Robin, hand, hands down. Like you pick up any. Like, of Those the, are the back issues. They're 50 cents. Yeah. Any you know? any of the Robin books, or if you can find, like, the Robin trades, or any of the Batman, mm-hmm. like, crossover books, like the like Bruce Wayne Fugitive type series. Mm-hmm. All the Robin issues you see in that, it's going to be done by Pete Woods. Right. Um, Fables for James Jean, just because that's where he did most of his interior stuff, besides, like, covers for right. other books. And then, um, Humberto Ramos, he he's done a lot of really solid stuff, but for him, I would have to say the book that kind of made him a name would be um dv with uh what's his name? I'm blanking out. Urius up Brian Wood. That's yeah. like really where he got his D.B. and then the number D-B eight. D V and then the number eight, yes.
0: Yeah.
3: Okay, that's why I couldn't think of it because yeah. it's that number eight, so I'm thinking of the word and
2: I'm like, I've never heard of that series. Oh, D V
3: and then the number eight.
2: Uh, with Ethan Van Skyver I would say um, Rebirth. Yeah, um, I think that's that's what made him uh, pretty much a name for me. Even more so than than his uh, Alien designs and work
3: on. Because if I was going to pick, I'm sorry to be going in, but Sinestro Corps you know because he really goes crazy
2: yeah. you, know, with what, those yeah, you know what? i totally forgot about Sinestro Core yeah Sinestro core is cuz and he did mo- most he did most of the work on that where, the alien designs you know yeah i would i would agree with that i forgot that he did he did that cuz he doesn't really do a lot of series work if you do want to see his work in the
3: dcu proper doing comic book like straight up superhero stuff i would definitely agree with that but if you want to see an artist just spreading his, of course you would agree with it. You
2: said you it. You Said it. <laughs> yeah.
3: No, I was. I would agree with your pick of, you know, Green Lantern rebirth. Yeah. But if you want to see him go kind of crazy and nuts,
2: yeah, and, and he did. Mm-hmm. So Is that's where, like, the, the he says, like, oh, I asked Jeff Johns, can one of the aliens be a, uh, an elephant without a, without a, uh, without a head a, trunk. The, no, without a head. Without Is it
3: without a, a head. head? Yeah, it doesn't he, have a head. He has like two uh, horns oh, that's coming right. out of the front of his body. Maybe
1: he's missing something.
3: No real head. I, I would
1: say, even like for him, what made him for me was uh, the new X Men run with Grant Morrison, too. Yeah. Yeah, but
3: I always think of uh, you know, when I think of the new X Men run, I think of uh, Frank Quietly. Frank Quietly. Yeah. Because no. I think I picked those two guys as a couple before. Yeah. And that was one of the reasons why. Um, because he does a more Humberto Ramos style in the new X-Men run, I think, too. It's a more sketchy, like, not so not like, it doesn't look the same, it doesn't feel the same as his Green Lantern work, I don't think.
1: I think you should go back and look at it another, yeah. look again, because you see it's pretty closer to that than it is, like, to the Impulse, Impulse stuff. stuff.
2: It's true. Look, okay. it is. Uh, I'll have to take another look at it. Um, Guy... <laughs> <laughs> Guy Davis... Um, I would say his BPRD work, only because they're really solid stories. I really love his artwork in Neverman, but they're not that great of stories. Okay. Um, but I really do love the artwork in that.
3: Well, this is what it is about. I mean, this is trying to expand people's palettes in in artist tape. You know, yeah. But I, he, his
2: his work in BPRD is also it's great. Okay. And um, I'd have to say Criminal with uh, Brubaker and... Um, Sean Phillips for that because those are just solid. They just they look so great and it captures that because it's all gritty crime drama.
3: Alright.
2: Well,
1: with Darwin oh, Cook. I, was I thought you were going to be no. turning it over.
3: No. Uh, with Darwin Cook, man, I really have to go DC New Frontier because you get him working throughout all the ages, basically. You're starting with, you know, the challengers of the unknown, so you're getting a great. Uh, 50s, 60s style and then, you know, basically doing Jack Kirby type work with the, you know, really boxy fingers right up to the, uh, the beginning of the Silver Age and I think that's his work encompassed, you know Wonder Woman looks like a dame you know, and oh, that's yeah. the only She's way you that, can say the it. old school bun uh-huh. hair and everything it, it, he does a pulp style really well and when Batman meets, meets uh, Martian Manhunter for the first time that's what I think of Darwin Cook when I think of Darwin Cook. That's the scene. That's the panel that just does it. Um, with Jock, you know, go. I really do enjoy his Green Arrow Year One work. It's you know big, uh, big one-page panels, very um, dynamic storytelling, cinematography, cinematography, cinematography. Cinematic. 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 I'm having a hard time speaking to yeah. I'm sorry. Cinema- cin- Yeah. that. <laughs> <I bad>. Yeah. <laughs> the style of art and just the page layouts are different. And that's something that you should, you know, figure out if you like the nine-panel grid and people breaking the grid or not. You know, that's preference. And then, uh, who was the other people that I said? Oh, right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for reminding me. (laughs) I had a hard time. Uh, The Villains United stuff, because you get a lot of different characters on the page, so you do get to see that he does stretch himself. And I think I forgot to mention... Dale Eaglesham. Dale Eaglesham, when I started talking about it. You did. Thank you. I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, It's a bunch of different shapes and sizes on the page. But it's the more basic comic book layout so nothing too surprising there and I think he keeps up the pace and that's why I kind of like following him because his book isn't going to be delayed like a Francis Manipole I would like to put on there because he's finding and exciting and he's new but his work takes forever to get out
1: yeah, yeah.
3: and uh, Chris Omni just check out the second trade basically of uh, the, Mighty, uh, the Mighty it's great and it gets really creepy and it's a lot of fun <laughs>
1: Well, speaking about creepy and fun, let's head on over into the movie fix where we're going to be talking about Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides. That's right. It's time for our movie fix, which is another one on our summer blockbuster, backer, breaker, buster.
3: Bracket buster? Yeah. Summer movie, summer movie, summer blockbuster, bracket buster.
1: Yes. That thing. <laughs> on our <laughs> website, <order> bankboard.com. <laughs> um, Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides, The uh, fourth one in the series The first one without director Gore Verbinski But um, director Rob Marshall Stepping in um, Continuing the exploits and adventures Of Captain Jack Sparrow
0: Hmm.
1: Starring Johnny Depp And Jeffrey Rush as (laughs) Carl Who is easily one of the best characters in any of the movies
2: I mean that's why they brought him back
1: Always um, From the dead Yeah but um, this one you have uh, Captain Jack going along on a search for the Fountain of Youth with Blackbeard and his daughter. Oh, Penelope Cruz. Penelope Cruz and Ian McShane playing Blackbeard.
2: Which, uh, perfect Blackbeard. Yes. The guy plays a great bad guy. Pitch perfect Blackbeard.
1: He is. But um, I don't know, where, where do we want to start with this one? So John, you just saw it today. I saw it the other day with my mom. She um, she I was gonna see it on
3: Friday with you guys. Because that's was kind of the plan
2: last Sunday. There was there was a
1: discussion
2: but, about it.
1: But Paul, you still had Friday night freedom. Why didn't you go see it? Because I went and to Dad bed early.
0: A free night.
1: But you you were gonna go see it with us anyways, though. Yeah, I
3: didn't want to go see it alone though.
0: <laughs> I wasn't
1: gonna go alone. Yeah, you could have taken your wife. No. If they didn't want to go. Uh, well, you missed out. Um, I did. I generally... Um, How long was this one? I don't know. It wasn't as long as the last two.
0: Thank goodness.
1: Um, kind of going back down to the basics for the pirate movies. Um, both Will Turner and Elizabeth Swann not returning in this one. Um, which I feel, as much as I love the first three movies, mm-hmm. it was really their story. So right. once it ended, okay, you know what, we can move on to different characters now, mm-hmm. which is really what you get with Blackbeard and his daughter, Angelica.
0: Hmm.
2: Uh, yeah, and the thing that I think this was missing was more of the chase element. You really didn't have that. They were out, you had these three groups kind of all going to the same place, and you weren't exactly, I mean, you kind of had an idea of how they all knew how to get there. But I would have loved to have seen that more chase because it gives the movie more of a pace where it just seems like, we're all kind of on our way to this island where we don't even know how they all, you know, one's got a book, one guy read a map, but how are uh, Blackbeard and them, how do they know how to get there? Does he still have the compass? Yes, yeah, but he, he does doesn't, doesn't break that out until after they're on the island. Yeah. But I mean that's re- that's really one of the only things I have against it. Uh, love Jeffrey Rush in this movie. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that he's missing his leg and he's peg legged.
0: Uh,
2: <laughs> spoilers. Spoilers. I mean.
1: Yeah. Um, no, the uh, first time you see him, you know. Yeah. He's missing oh yeah. Leg. Yeah.
2: He, yeah. He walks right in, but they don't. Um, that's he's, not from the third movie. No, it, it's no, it, like it happens between it, the it third and yeah. fourth one. Uh, I love that he's working for the Queen's Ar- or the King's army. What? He's a privateer Father. now. Uh, well no, you find that out like first yeah, three see him. three minutes of the movie. Oh. Um and, and even in that role, you still know there's something else going on with him. You know, you know he's not he's not on the up and up. Well, you're right, he's a pirate. Um but yeah, you know, you got those great fantasy things. It really makes this movie quite I mean all, I mean like all them all the pirates movie, They're really quite epic. And you really go I mean you really kinda Go on an adventure with these pirates And, um, you know, Johnny Depp, Sparrow, you know yeah. It's a
1: classic character With the Pirates movies, I always feel like You're watching someone else's story mm-hmm. But Jack Sparrow just happens to be the main character in it Um, this one very much belonging to Not just Barbosa, But also, new character introduced in this one Um, oh crap, I'm blanking on his name now uh, The young The young priest the, the, Swift. Something Swift. Tyler Swift. Philip Swift. Um, who actually is kind of the breakaway character in this movie for me. Um, I did enjoy Ian McShane's Blackbeard. Didn't get to see as much of him being that bastard as I wanted. Who's playing um, uh,
2: Philip Swift? Sam uh, Clarfin.
1: Say it for the
0: uh,
2: Sa- microphone. Say it loud for like everyone. Clarfin.
1: Oh, thank Stan you, Dan Um Really, just kind of acting as the moral compass for this movie. Um,
2: oh, he's the
3: Bootstrap Billy's kid, then William. William, v-
1: very much so. I'm trying to Turner. follow his Character. own path and keep everyone else up on it because he's he's a man of the cloth.
2: Oh, uh, you know what? I, he, like I, I see. You know what you mean with the moral compass and everything. You don't need him. And you don't need the whole, you know, the whole mermaid tear thing. They could have gotten it another way. What but you know, I really could have done without that character.
1: Um. And do you know how much Johnny Depp was behind this movie? How much? He was the one that said we have to have Barbosa back. Mm-hmm. We 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 need him in this because he likes the play between Sparrow and Barbosa. Mm-hmm. And uh, the. Uh, not mercenary Missionary That that was all Johnny Depp too Like otherwise he still would have had them Trying to get the mermaids tear. But a, a lot of this was actually All with Johnny Depp working with The uh, two writers for it hmm. Does it show? I, I, I think he was one of the better parts of the movie though Because he's kind of Your point of entry character almost He's he's the most human of all the characters in this. He
2: is the most he is, um, but you get a lot of human elements from Sparrow though in this movie. Even like when he finds out what has to be done to use the Fountain of Youth, he even says like, "Well, I'm really, you know, I'm reconsidering this." You know, he really becomes humanized in this, and even the you know with the play at the end and everything, mm-hmm. you know, you you have those moments with him, which he always has had those moments throughout. But they're a lot stronger in this, I think.
1: For for me, Swift was to this movie what you have from Norrington in the first one and two.
0: Hmm.
1: he His character was Norrington. That's the Norington. guy that was mapping with... it on Elizabeth Swan, oh, okay. who ultimately just becomes like this washed up, like yeah. I used to be somebody type character. Yeah. Yeah. And I I think when you when we get Pirates Five because the screenplay for it's already been turned into uh, Jerry Bruckheimer. You will see him back in a bigger role. Mm. You're still going to have other stuff. Um, you're going to get more with Angelica, I think. Um, probably not from Blackbeard. <laughs> Paul. Probably not. But, I don't know, I, I really enjoyed this. Um, Much more similar in tone to the first one than the last two. Just because it's not as Big and epic.
3: Did Blackbeard light up wicks underneath his PS Yes, he did because that's something he should do.
2: Yeah, no, yeah. First time you see him,
1: Look. He walks out of his cabin and he's smoking.
2: <laughs> but so is Penelope Cruz. <laughs> yeah. right. I
3: don't know. I'm not. I'm
1: not a Penelope Cruz fan, honestly.
2: Yeah, neither am I. The mermaid fan, though. Yes. Oh.
1: Um, honestly, probably one of the cooler parts of the movie too. Um. Paul, since you didn't see it, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll shut a little light over here. One of the things they need to get to the Fountain of Youth and actually perform this ritual is the Tear of a Mermaid, so of course they're going to have to catch do a mermaid.
3: They, do they walk the beach? Because that's the name of Seaglass. Mermaid tears hmm. is didn't not name that. for Seaglass, yeah.
1: Well, there is some walking on a beach, but right. um, really just kind of like an awesome, creepy scene. scene.
3: Oh, oh like, yeah. I've done this before in Goonies 2 yeah yes game. No, you had
2: to free a mermaid.
1: Uh. And
2: Goonies, too. Uh, definitely, <laughs> uh, definitely awesome scene. And then um, after that scene, when the English land, what happens with the mermaids? Again, yeah. awesome scene. One thing, again, with the mermaid scene, did we need the rope stuff getting them? Because we already got that with the boat grabbing all the men. They're using the, just, the seaweed it, or their hair or whatever that was They're Grabbing all the soldiers. No, just it was just kind was... of
1: cool. Like, no, you well, can't get away. It, like... wa- it
2: was kind. Of, it was kind of cool, but it just seemed we just saw it. It seemed a little overplayed.
1: Not to me. Mm-hmm. No, it was just kind of like yeah, it was just kind of like one of those like yeah, don't worry, you're on land, but you still can't get away from us type things.
2: So. No. Um, but I, like it, the little nitpicking I'm doing is it's it's nothing. I'm just kind of having conversation. Those are the things that... Not unsettled me, but things that I just kind of made me go, hmm. But I would... If I were going to sit down to watch movies that I have all four of the movies, which ones I'm going to watch? I'd say first one and this one.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. I would knock out two and three. Nah, we don't need to watch those. I, those got long teeth. tooth.
1: After watching the fourth one, I want to go back and watch two and three again, just because... I I do like this Pirate's World. I like all the characters in it. Um, I especially like that you get Mr. Gibbs back. Yeah. Jack's, you know, first mate. Mm -hmm. Which is kind of fun to see the play between the two of them. Like, old war buddies, you know. Just seeing the two of them hanging out, being friends. Do
3: you get the bald guy and the guy with the one eye back? Nope. Nope. Nope.
2: The comic relief. You you definitely, if if you're going to think about it, you'll... You'll definitely see these guy, those guys in the fifth
1: one. I don't know. Well, because I, I Maybe imagine... Maybe just the,
3: kind of the goofy comic relief, though, in this movie. So is there, did this get away from
2: that kind of goofiness?
3: Or... You, you get
1: more of that from Jack. Okay. Like, oh. Jack is that character mm. in this movie.
2: See, I'd say that the, the crew is with the ship. Mm. So if the ship is... With there. In the water... Then the crew, the crew must be on the ship that's in the water. Because kind of explains how he got away from that.
1: It, it depends on how much it goes back to the Black Pearl, though. Like, if they kind of go on this new route, just doing different stuff, I don't know.
2: It's interesting to
3: see. So are they going to be searching for Dorado
1: next? I don't know. It's possible. I, I have to say, I do... Also another thing um, That was done by Johnny Depp It was his idea To include the Spanish Bring them in as This new force Now too
2: Yeah Because yeah They were in the They were on the high seas The sea dogs Um, It might have something To do with uh, Rubies That were mentioned Yeah So yeah Who knows what the next One will be about
1: But I'm I'm looking forward to it I really do enjoy The Pirates movies
2: I will uh, I will go see The next one I
1: I do enjoy them as
3: well It's good to hear That it, it was fun the second and third one for me just, like, made me write off the series, because they just were kind of just drawn out, and the action scenes were so over the top when they're fighting in the whole globe. Oh, place. that was just, and it that just was awesome, just like, ever.
1: swashbuckling uh, stuff. Like that,
2: that, like, talking to my dad, I saw this movie with my dad, my dad was like, we were talking about the great action scenes, why you go to see these, are those <laughs> over the top action, and that's what he brought up, like, we need to see more stuff like that, like, we need more of that, and, like, and yeah. I mean, there isn't a moment in this movie that there isn't action going on. Something mm-hmm. is happening. And, no, I, I think that's one of the reasons why people love him, especially kids.
1: Yeah. Um, I do kind of want to talk about it, too, this quick, though. Um, Rob Marshall taking over for Gore Verbinski, mm-hmm. who didn't come back for this one. I think he did a very good job not being this kind of director. I mean, the last movie he did was at nine that came out, what was it, like a year and a half ago now?
2: the the one with the, the Elijah Wood Elisha the, Wood I think that's like two years ago animated
1: no that wasn't anime, it was the other nine that came at the, out oh, the, same the time. one
3: with the singers with Fergie And yeah. the nine muses basically
1: yeah um, oh. then Memories of a Geisha and Chicago those are his yeah. other like big movies musicals he loves those so to go from like that to like a huge franchise mm-hmm. like this I think he made the transition pretty well
2: yeah. I, I think if you're a director and you got the chops, you can go into other fields and, and and do them, and definitely, definitely can do them, you know. And a lot of it, I mean, you got a good cinematographer, which all the movies had. Yeah. Um, my father just kept saying after the movie that Academy Award for scenery and wardrobes for these things because they just they look so great,
1: especially the London stuff. Oh yeah. Too.
2: Um, but yeah.
1: And, going back to kind of what you were saying about Barbosa before, you still get that, okay, this guy is a pirate, but now he's trying to be a little bit classier. But he's got, like, the powder on his face, the big, like, wig on, mm-hmm. but he still has, like, that scraggly beard. That scraggly beard. The th- long, yellowed fingernails.
2: And you can still see just that sunburnt, horrid face. And uh, one of the biggest laughs this movie got was him um, eating on deck and taking that bite of that apple. <laughs> like... With it the all dripping down his cheek again? No, it was it was so classy. Like, he had a little fork, and he take It was like an apple slice, and he just kind of takes this apple, mm-hmm. and like, yeah. The theater erupted, it was... There was a lot of kids, and there was a lot of parents just, like, trying to explain to their kids what was going on. Mm-hmm. Which, you had the movies. Yeah. But, I, I, did, I did enjoy it. I, I nitpicked a little bit just to have some sway between Chris and I, but... But, uh, yeah, I'd say I, I would take it number two out of the pirate movies. Not that I didn't like the third one, but the third one, if you're going to watch that, you got to watch the fourth one. And the fourth one is not my favorite. I mean, the second one. second one. Third, yeah, I'm sorry. second one and the third one.
1: All right. I like them all. I, I would say this one's closer on par. If you enjoyed the first one, didn't care for the other two, mm-hmm. like Paul here, um, watch the fourth one. Yeah.
3: And uh, until you get to watch the fifth one... Or until you watch the fourth one. You can come back to the Bagnum Boardcast, where next week we'll, we, we will be bringing you the May comic book Look Back.
1: Yay! It's Yay. one of our favorite discussion topics. Um, this month we're uh, talking about Flashpoint number one. Yes.
2: Big book from DC. Image Comics uh, Moriarty. And also we're going over to
0: Boom,
1: Boom.
2: Studios and bringing you
1: DuckTales. Woo. Number one,
3: mm-hmm. and also we'll be bringing you an all-new movie fix, which is I
1: thought we picked that movie. No, fix. there's no. nothing. We there's know. nothing in theaters we want to pay to see.
3: An all-new <laughs> movie fix where we'll be talking about Parks and Recreation. <laughs> <laughs> <John> <laughs> Love that we, show. We've all been watching it. We don't know what we're picking yet. We'll, we're we're
0: gonna talk about Parks and Rec.
3: It'll be a surprise. Great show. It'll be great. How great is that show? Oh, it's great. <laughs> what else is great? Favorite care We'll talk about our favorite yeah, care we can talk about it. All right, it. we're talking about Parks and Rec. Maybe we'll even bring Kate in. Who season, knows? Season finale just happened. Yeah, season finale. Season Hulu. three. Hulu Plus is free. Watch all the fucking series. And get back to us next week. It is free for this at least week on Xbox Live and also because it's a part of the PlayStation 3 Welcome Back Package. Remember to change your password. Oh, wait. A hacker already did that for yeah. you. Check us out over at pegnaboard.com to check out our website because we put new things up on that website all the time. (laughs) Go over to iTunes. (laughs) Rate, review, subscribe, download the podcast. We really do love the ratings and reviews, especially the reviews. Those help us get up on the iTunes rating charts, which help other people. We we want to be
1: noteworthy people. Yes.
3: It's, it's not our fault. We bring you great entertainment every week. Well prepared.